Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 63 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your camp counselor, David Stokes. Hey, it's Dracula. Hey. Bad. Well, that's very appropriate, Dracula, because this is our spooky Halloween episode that we have. Because we're going to put this out a day early. We're back to bring the spooky, strange, weird, wacky, and Halloween-y. Ooh-wee! And, uh, we, yeah, we got, uh, yeah, I think we're going to, yeah, like David said, we, we are releasing this a day early, so you guys get it on Halloween. And I'm going to talk like this the whole time. One bat, fool bat. No, you're not, because... Okay. Would you be mad if, in post, I just added, like, an occasional, like, the bat sound, like, the... No, I... D- I bet you won't. Okay, maybe I will. Depends <laughs> on how much time I have. It's going to be like you're in a really important part of the story. I can't hear it over those bats. Well, I thought about do- downloading them and just putting them randomly throughout it so then it would go off without us really knowing when it was coming, but okay. I decided that would just be distracting. Maybe so. like a creaky door. Or like a... <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like uh, the, the CDs that used to buy Halloween sounds. Oh, yeah. Dude, Come I... Google. You ever been getting intimate with like a lady? And Never. Then, like, you just go and put a spooky Halloween sound album on? It's like gunshot and a lady screaming. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I'm like, I need this. I need to listen to this. I'm Googling free Halloween sounds. See if I can download some there's just to so mix many. in there. There's too many. Give me all of them. I can make some Halloween sounds for you. We, um, we can record that later. <laughs> Um, but, uh, before we get into these longer Halloween stories that we have for you, um, we got to catch up on some weird news that we, like we always do. And, uh, I have right here, antibiotics caused man's drunkenness disease, uh, report says no one believed him. So this guy had a problem with his thumb where he needed antibiotics. I got to show you this weird thing on my back. (laughs) Continue. Um, but yeah, so um, like I said, this 46-year-old man, he developed a rare but very real condition known as auto brewery syndrome, mm. or ABS, okay. colloquially referred to as drunkenness disease, after finishing a round of antibiotics, according to recent reports. So this guy, back in 2011, he he hurt his thumb, or his thumb got infected, or something like that. He had a boo-boo. Yeah, and he took these antibiotics. And he said that he would have, like, a lot of brain fog, uh, depression, and aggressive behavior. And everyone's like, oh, okay, well, that's just maybe, you know, you're having mood swings or, you know, there's something going on. But apparently uh, this yeast was growing in his stomach. I have to find the name of the yeast. The yeats. The, <laughs> the yeats. Um, but this yeast that, like, they usually find it in, like, uh, like wine barrels or something. It, it says, oh, it's a type of yeast often used in winemaking, baking, and beer brewing. So a common yeast. Yeah, it was uh, it, it Saccharomyces cerevisiae. I do not know how to pronounce that. It's some Latin. But um, I guess his blood alcohol level was 200 uh, milligrams. I don't know what that means, which can occur after consuming 10 or so alcoholic drinks. Oh. So he was just like perpetually drunk for like six, seven years. But it only happened when he ate like yeasty things like pizza, 
and when he drank beer, it would like that sounds like basically my entire diet. It would spike his like drunkenness, and every and like everyone's like, "You're you're a closet alcoholic." Getting drunk off pizza, yeah, sounds fun as fuck. So they had to like eventually like test his poop and stuff because they like he got you he got pulled over his poop. <laughs> then he got pulled over, cops like poop in my hand, and he's like, "Is this part of the procedure?" Drop a one in my hand. <laughs> So the bags are in the car. So uh, they 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 found out and they gave him like all that he you know he's getting ye- making yeast in his stomach and uh, they gave him like the proper pills and kept him off off baked goods and yeast and it finally went away and now he's not drunk no more. But I don't even know why you want to cure might, this disease. He might be a little drunk. It sounds so fun. So um, yeah, uh, just be careful when you take antibiotics because. They could cause yeast in your stomach to make you drunk and turn your tongue black, which is a thing. Oh, like a giraffe. That happened to me. You're, you turn into a giraffe? Uh, no, my tongue went black. Why? Because of antibiotics. Because it like kills off like all the bacteria, good bacteria. You, I would think it would go white, not black. No, it went black. But huh. like, I don't know. You could get like a bunch of different like weird diseases. Be- not diseases, but like You symptoms. got a disease? I'm List them. Dr- I'm drunk right now, man. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Um, you get a black tongue from drinking all that red wine. <laughs> hey, maybe that's my disease. Yum, 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 yum. Anyway, they also found stuff in my stomach that they find in wine barrels. It's called wine. Oh, I thought you were going to say like wood shavings <laughs> and corks. <laughs> the best part of the wine is eating the cork. Not a lot of people know that. That's actually the uh, the dessert. It's like the worm in the tequila. Just pop that cork down, you know? Oh, yeah. Or the scorpion. Oh, I haven't done the scorpion. It's a little harder to get down. It scratches. <laughs> so, well, what else do you got for me, David? Um, Before I read this one, why do we call it New Hampshire and not New Hampshire? It's New Hampster. Oh, it's a New Hampster. Because mm-hmm. we all know what happened to the first one. <laughs> um, So, New Hampshire mom decorate, decorated her son's grave with a skeleton for Halloween. She says <gasps> the cemetery officials keep removing it. <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, oh wait, okay, wait, how old's this mom? Um I mean it's not like saying how old she is, but her son uh, died at the age of eighteen no. while riding a horse in a rodeo. Oh no. But uh oh wow. You, he did not die how you think he did. What? He died from a heart attack after the radio, rodeo uh competition. What? Yeah, that's interesting. Wait. Uh oh that's weird. Yeah. 18-year-olds don't have heart attacks usually. He must have had a few too many bang energy drinks. Oh, that's so sad. I mean, but, I mean, I don't yeah. know. That, that's, a, that's a cool mom. I feel like if I died and someone I would love a, it if people were yeah. doing this. So I have a picture here. And she, uh, It's one of those great lawn decorations where like the arms and the legs like stick out of the ground. Oh, those ones. And the head has a little cowboy hat on it. I think it's awesome, but I could understand why um, if I was there to visit like – well, a I, loved one, and I saw a skeleton poking out of a grave. I might be upset. Well, I they probably think that they don't know it's the mom doing it, so they probably go, "Oh shit, we have to remove this before the loved ones that's show true. up." You know, that's, that's true. like super disrespectful. But they're like, "No, we're doing this as like a joke." But like, like you said, everybody that goes there might be like, "That's so disrespectful," not knowing it was like the parents who did it because yeah, they seem like they have a good sense of humor. Um, I believe his headstone reads, um, "A smile to brighten your day," like. I don't know. Oh, that seems nice. Yeah. I mean, I want my tombstone to say something funnier than that. And then like, she, she also quoted saying, this is October, get some spirit. Yeah. I mean, 
Honestly, that's a cool family. I want to go to their parties. They've yeah. probably got cool parties. I think they should meet in the middle, maybe do a little uh, diorama in the front yard. What not... do you want your tombstone to say? Uh, he left like he came in, naked and covered in blood, screaming. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> what about you? You, When you die, you want me to just dig you up and leave you next to the grave and be like, oh, you guys have a sense of humor. Put, I can't put some, dig them up. Put me in a lawn chair with some sunglasses and like a beer. No, I'm just going to flip you upside down in your casket and pull your pants down. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> Make it look like I'm giving everybody the goat. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Phillip. <laughs> anyway. You got another one? Uh, no, uh, that's all. Oh, you don't? Oh, no, a news story. Another no, yeah, euphemism no. for your balls <laughs> tucking between your legs. No. No. Um, I have Idaho man runs mile while juggling blindfolded for Guinness record. And apparently this guy has 130 Guinness World Records. Holy shit. Fuck yeah. He just needed another one. That's and incredible. So it was really interesting because he had to run a mile. Please tell me you Googled his list of achievements because no. I feel like this isn't going to be the funniest one. I haven't Googled it. His name is David Rush if you want to check it out. All right. You keep talking and I'll Google it. Okay. Well, but the thing that's interesting is like, you know, run a mile blindfolded. That's that's fine and whatever. But apparently the Guinness Book of World Records was like, okay, well, you can't just run a mile while juggling because that's impressive, but not like that impressive. So they said that you have to finish the mile in under eight minutes and 35 seconds, which is like pretty fast. Yeah. When I run a six minute mile, uh, I mean a six minute mile, when I run a 10 minute mile at the gym, I'm going six miles per hour on the treadmill. Yeah. So this guy's going at least like seven, eight miles per hour, which is like a, a good speed. And he's juggling. And they said every time he dropped a ball, he had to stop, go pick it up blindfolded, and then step back to the place where he dropped it and then start juggling again before he could start running. Yeah. But he had people on either side of him telling him like left, right, left, right, if he started to like veer off the track. Because you ever play that game where you try to walk like as far as you can without opening your eyes? You ever play that game? Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. Sure. It's t- you never played that game? You're just like walking on the sidewalk and you close your eyes and you're like, I'm going to see how many steps I can take before I get scared enough to open my eyes. My favorite game was driving home from high school and seeing... Turn off the headlights? No, just seeing oh. how far I could get home without looking. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the family of four saw me. I didn't yeah. see that. Nope. Anyway, uh, what, what else did he... Uh, so he broke he the world record for um, fastest time of popping 200 balloons with a nail. Ooh. Um, nail gun. Now he, you do it. Longest duration balancing a baseball bat with one finger. Um, How long was that? But Okay, so not only did he do that, but he had a twofer on that one because it also counted for longest, furthest distance walked balancing a baseball bat on one finger. Why? Longest time and distance. I just need one plaque. Give me one plaque. The mark to beat. The mark to beat was uh, two hours and nine miles. So he went further what? than two hours and nine miles balancing a baseball bat in one finger. What? This dude's an animal. Is that a Mizuno? Is a Louisville slugger? I was going to say, I'm not going to get any baseball jokes, but I got Louisville slugger. Um, <laughs> holy mackerel. It's Louisville. Here's a headline. Idaho man breaks world record for tortilla tossing. Um, Ooh, Idaho like- man uses sore to slice grapes for Guinness world record. I can't find a full out, like list of everything he's done but i'm just seeing headlines do you get money from them when you do something i don't think you get money do you this is much just like a hobby where like maybe he's like if i do enough of these maybe i could like make money off of this like i don't maybe he's just a weirdo 
I don't know. I've seen a picture of him. He might be a weirdo. Um, but he, he finished the mile in 7 minutes and 54 seconds. I'm not surprised because he can pop 200 balloons with a nail in less than 15 seconds. True. And he was blindfolded and juggling. And his juggling when he's blind uh, when he's running, it just like it, his arms aren't like they don't look weird while he's running. It looks like he's moving them side to side. It's an, it's an and, art. In coordination, up, yeah. Yeah, and he's he like just it into throwing the up a ball. I'm like, smart. Oh my God. That guy could like probably coach running backs. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I don't whatever. know. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. He could cut grapes in half for he all I care. He could kiss a horse if he wants to. <laughs> anyway. My next one? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so my next one is umpire claims in lawsuit South Carolina mayor had him fired over a kickball call. Oh. Okay, was the mayor playing in the game? I'm going to assume so. Yeah, okay. And this he... is one that is blocked by a, a, a sign-in thing, so I can't actually read anything about it. But I can only imagine that he called the uh, – he probably called the mayor out, and it was probably – A close call. Probably not. It's probably very, like, far off, and he still got pissed about it. It's like, let me you ask, don't know who I am. Let me ask you this. Indian peg, uh, when you get an Indian peg, Native American peg, um, if it hits the shirt, are you out? That's it, that's a good question, right? It is technically a part of your uniform, which is a part of you. I go off of football – rules which you can be tackled by your hair because it's considered a part of your uniform because oh. it's a part of your body so there's no there's no foul against you know someone's got long hair you can you can Dreads grab it or, yeah, yeah chains people sometimes wear chains oh yeah oh man i didn't think about that interesting okay well what was your preferred uh, ba- uh kickball uh, pitch too because kickball is an interesting sport where well you know i played kickball in los angeles for oh. two years I did a kickball. I did a kickball league one year. I only played like three yeah. games, but we, remember, we got kicked out of the league. <laughs> um, but I remember that there, like the thing about kickball is like people try to belt it, and that could work okay. But usually yeah. it, it's a can of corn pop up and they catch it. Yeah. So you want to go line drives into like third base, a, a fast roller right between the bases. No third baseman because the third baseman can't make the throw from third because the ball's too like big. You can't like, see. I was I was I was one of those. Uh, what's it called? Baseball when you you get someone home. Uh, RBI? RBI runs batted in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a I had a lot of RBIs. I'd never had many people behind me to kick me home, but <laughs> I was really good at placing it oh, so they could so get home. Oh, you're so good. I was really good. I was really good. Oh yeah, you get a little bounce in that. Like I do oh, a small yeah. baby bouncy where like that. Oh, see, I never pitched. Mm. No, I just mean that's what I call for him. I'd be like small baby bouncy. First yeah. base. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have to do shit. You didn't do. You just I caught every. I would catch people out. That Lee. ball would never get there in time. It would. No. Oh man, you should have seen some of the catches I had foul balls no way jose you're out this is such a halloween episode that we have right now i mean uh kick pumpkin they're pumpkins <laughs> it wasn't a ball so go kick your neighbor's pumpkin yeah somebody kicked my pumpkin in one year i I cried it probably looked like shit it did after his face kicked in i yeah, spent a lot of time on that yep. anyway okay well um we should get into these stories no no we why? should talk about coffee Oh, yeah, because coffee is the best story of all. spring Hill Jack. No story is told or heard without a good old cup of coffee. <laughs> Drink it out of an old muffler down by the mine. You always see them small pumpkins, and you say, I can't carve this. Susan, get this shit out of my face. But little did you know, you can hollow that out and drink your coffee out of it. Pumpkin spice lattes. Do you have a drunkenness disease? Well, Maybe. you could drink coffee and oh. sober up real easy. <laughs> Kill that yeast in your stomach. Spring, mm-hmm. drink Spring Heel Jack. 
Spring Hill Jack. They got great coffee. Go check them out. Springhilljack.coffee. It is Halloween. You better have some spooky coffee in your house. If you don't, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it way wrong. So go check them out. They're great, great prices, great people. And if you're not doing it Spring Hill Jack style, you're you, doing it wrong. You, you ain't doing it right. You're doing it wrong. Anyway, um, cool. Well, get your coffee, and uh, we're going to give you these stories to drink your coffee to. So let's get into it. Now, David, since it's Halloween, I have to ask, what was your favorite costume of yours throughout all the years of Halloween? I've had some really funny ones, um, but I still think my most, like, treasured memory was probably when I was in kindergarten and I dressed up as the original blue uh, storm, or not stormtrooper. Uh, Power, Ranger? Power Ranger. Uh, I was a Power Ranger. One. And I remember uh, my mom taking us all to to school, and my brother and my sister were waiting for me in the car, and I like came running out in my costume, and they like were like, "Oh my god, it's the Blue Power Ranger!" And they like pretend like I was actually the Blue Power Whoa. Ranger, and I felt like so cool about it, and it was probably like the single. And I'm really out on a very short list. The only cool thing my my brother and sister have ever done for they me. They started throwing like fireworks <laughs> at you, like in the show. You know, no. when they blow up and there's like sparklers behind them. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just joking. But I do remember like thinking like that was like the coolest thing. Ever. And I ran back inside and like took the mask off and came out to the car. It was me, guys. Well, no, they were like, you missed it. He was here. And oh. I was like, oh no way. Like knowing that it was me and just wow, being like, haha, yeah. Felt like Clark Kent right there. Yeah, I felt really cool. That's pretty cool. Well. Some people really hold on. T- what? What was yours? Um, one time I was this. My mom literally calls me. She like I just I just told Katie about this, and I was like, one year I went as a dork, and not like a nerd, like a dork. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, "What are you? A big old whale dick." She's <laughs> exactly. I didn't know what a dork was. I guess, but my mom still calls me yearly and goes, "Remember when you were a dork for Halloween?" I literally took sweatpants. I'm wearing just my clothes. I didn't know it was Halloween. I put I put on a white shirt with green sweatpants. I pulled the sweatpants up to like my nipples. I put a not bi- very far. I put, <laughs> put a, I have hangers. Um, I have a big afro. I put on big glasses like uh, the the ones that you can't see out of the, like the standard nerd glasses that give mm-hmm. you a headache. And I put in like fake hillbilly teeth. And then I rolled around on the grass outside, so I had literally grass stains all mm-hmm. over my shirt. And I was, my mom was like, "What are you for Halloween?" I was like. I'm a dork, and she was just like, like, I I can't tell him not to go to school like this. And I remember yeah. I went to school, and everybody's like, "What are you?" I'm like, "I'm a dork," and everyone's like, "What?" And my mom's like, "I'm like, I don't know what his yeah, my kid's is. an idiot. I'm sorry. I did, I was so stupid. I didn't know what I was. I was just like, I'm a dork. I'm Your like, mom's like, my the best part of my week is dropping this kid off at school. So I, can you just take him? <laughs> I lived across the street. She didn't have to drive me. She's like, fucking walk. But yeah, it was bad. It, I, I look back and I'm like, oh my god! You like remember sit- only look one way when you're crossing the street. And I pulled my sweatpants up so high I had like a tiny little camel tail like poking out. The- <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. What third grade penis? Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Can't handle it, dude. Yeah, shut down. <laughs> Blacklisted. So, well, I guess. <laughs> well, some people really take pride in their costumes and wear them the whole day and night of Halloween. Some people even prefer to wear them the entire Halloween weekend without taking it off, while some people, very particular individuals, seem to never take their costumes off. You see, some people believe that the monsters and ghouls that most people play dress up with are the creatures that lurk within them, and that's when a fun folklore legend can become a terrifying reality. This is the story of Joshua Rudiger. 
the vampire slasher. It's a very, like, not intimidating name, Joshua. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, Vampire Slasher sounds like That's he's, cool. Well, yeah, true, but he also kind of sounds like Blade right now. Like, he Which is very cool. vampires. Which true. is very cool. Mahershali, I mean. I'm excited. Anyway, but he did not kill vampires, as you're about to find out. Oh. So I'll go into a little backstory. Oh, but let me tell you this really quick. The reason I bring this story up is because it does take place, actually, the murder is the anniversary that we're doing today. It's October 29th. Oh, okay. Not, not when we release this, because we're no, releasing this on Halloween. But we are recording on the 29th, yes. Yes, but um, the reason I know about this kind of like smaller story is because a good friend of mine's father was the arresting police officer of Joshua Rudiger and actually led the investigation. But the problem is that he uh, has a lot of legal red tape that he has to cut through in order to talk about any of this. So for today, I will just be talking about the information that can be found in the public domain because I, mm. I contacted him and I actually wanted to get him like on a phone call. Yeah, that's one to plan out months in advance. Yeah, I just yeah. thought like, because he's told me about this story like in detail and I was like, yeah. that is fascinating. But all, all this stuff that I'm about to tell you, you could find online. So um, I guess I'll just get into it. But So it's kind of a waste of time. You can just go Google it. <laughs> just Google it. Don't listen to me tell it. Just read. No one reads anymore. So like I said. Uh, Josh, Nobody reads the newspaper. We just read on our phone. <laughs> Shut up. Don't I, get into this right now. I know you're going for it. So Joshua was the son of a homeless, drug-addicted prostitute and an unknown father. Already a bad start, right? You got to drop that while I was already laughing. That's not cool. <laughs> got to at least let me stop laughing. Sorry. So, um, and this was in the Bay Area. Um, I okay. believe particularly Oakland area. Mm-hmm. So while Joshua was already missing a father figure, his mother, who was actually present, was more harmful than helpful. Joshua suffered severe negligence from his mother uh, as medical records show at age seven months, Rudiger was found amid filth in the bathtub of his mother's apartment unattended for two or three days. That's it's... not the bathtub. That's the shit tub. <laughs> There's a baby in there. Be careful. You might slip and fall in the shit tub. <laughs> if you're... Is, that, is that insensitive? No, I don't know anymore. I mean, he's a he's a killer, so... Yeah. But I feel bad for the baby, but not for, you know, him yeah. in the future, but yeah. Um, so, after the discovery, he was moved into a foster home, where he actually lived in four different foster homes in about two years due to the different problems. I hear a fucking horn going off right now. Yeah, it probably has to do with the fires. Oh, yeah. Half of LA's burning down. Like I said, um, four different foster homes in two years due to, the, due to many different problems. Uh, at the age of four, he would bang his head, bite his tongue, and force himself to vomit, which made him a difficult child to care for. A diagnosis of mental retardation and psychosis was given at this time, and it was also about this time he later told doctors that he began living a double life in which he saw himself as a ninja warrior. Sorry, I, I do this almost every episode. What year is this? Uh, uh, why are you saying this to me? Well, let's just say this. Was he, it a long time ago? He got he he committed the crimes when he was 21 years old and that was 1998. So I'm guessing this is probably mid <clears throat> early 80s. Okay, so back then saying that he was He was 4 years old right here when he yeah. was saying this. And so they gave him 
they said that he was mildly mentally retarded. Yeah, they said he. Yeah, which I don't think they really say anymore. They no. narrow it down a little better. So okay, I just I just want to make that clear that like. It was before we have the information we have now to actually pinpoint exactly what his disability was. But back then, it was simply he was mildly well, well, mentally it, retarded. It's interesting because they also said psychosis, which is very – I feel like that's true because if you think you're a ninja warrior, you probably have some psychosis. But his, I mean, I, unless you are a ninja warrior. <laughs> some guy's like, I am a ninja warrior. And there was like – this guy's fucking crazy, and he just like has a samurai sword, and he's like in a dojo where he trained for twenty years. Yeah, and it's like it's a possibility, maybe. But you, your name's not Joshua, bitch. He might be. So, so, but he also had a very low IQ. His IQ was eighty-one, which I think seventy is <laughs> considered low. Which oh, I'm, I'm terrified was... to take an IQ test. I do not want to know the number. Yeah, no. I do not want to know the number. So, Rudger lived in a succession uh, of foster homes until age 15 when he tried to end his life by stabbing himself with a samurai sword, trying to commit seppuku or seppuku or harikari. We talked about this last time. Yeah. Where, I mean, if you think you're a ninja warrior and you want to end your life, then that's the way to do it they're gonna do it yeah that's a death by honor i guess you know so he spent the next eight months in six different psychiatric hospitals winding up in napa state hospital which i actually know where that is it's in napa it's in it's in napa that's my neck of the woods up there so wine country wine oh i bet it was so beautiful looking out those Mm. barred windows forcing yourself to throw up i mean i don't know why he did that I don't know why he did that. So, Rudiger would sneak out of his room at night and, oh, here we go. Rudiger would sneak out of his room at night in the hospital and lick the chests of other patients, telling one therapist at the hospital, I'm going to be a vampire and suck their blood out. When he left the hospital at age of 18, he was no better off than when he went in. So he's got bad habits. You know how you say, like, I have bad habits when I wake up in the middle of the night and I sleepwalk, I sleep eat. See, I figured. I sleep lick my roommate's chest. It wouldn't I'm not be that. alone. I would be so. I'm surprised that it was so easy for him to just be like, oh, I'm going to leave my room now and go lick people's chests. You know what? Maybe if, you, if you're not like a violent. Um, offender just a licking offender i think i think they probably thought it was also you know 80s so maybe they're just like locks were expensive they probably had one guard for the whole hospital they had one padlock for the whole hospital and guess what he liked chest licking so he's like (laughs) sleeping outside of his room and he's like oh no the guard's sleeping again he's like who said that you always know what's you always know what's bedtime when you hear the cot getting dragged down the hall the what the cot (laughs) okay you know, like the little like pop up beds. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. So, um, like I said, he's licking chests, which you want to go for the neck. I don't think he knows where the blood is yet. So, following uh, the stay at Napa State Hospital, he was sent to an adolescent treatment center in San Jose. Uh, but he walked away after three months. So, like I said, they they're not really doing their due diligence at these places. I'm not really surprised. We talked about this early on in the podcast uh, with one of the asylums with like um, children who have been like abandoned, who had like mm-hmm. mental disabilities yeah. and stuff like that. And Geraldo Rivera went to one of them. Oh, yeah. He went there planned and it was like nice and tidy and everybody was like fed and clothed and bathed. And then he went there like the next 
uh, like three days later, yeah. like on he just snuck in, and the kids were like in the corners, like covered, covered in, in feces. Yeah, yeah like exactly. The lights were off. Yeah, they were just in, like in dark corners. So like yeah. they really abused them in in these, and some yeah. of the times they didn't abuse them, but they just like they're neglected. Oh yeah. So he walked away after three months because they probably had too much on their hands. Uh, not long after, he was picked up by police carrying a dead fish saying he was on his way to Japantown in San Francisco and hoped to use a lighter to cook ninja shi- ninja sushi. What type of fish was it? <laughs> Tell me what type of fish it was. <laughs> probably a goldfish. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves here. It was probably like a half-eaten fish like on the dock. In my mind, he was carrying like a big old tuna. And what? I don't know if it's funnier for him to be carrying, carrying a giant fish or just be carrying like... A goldfish cupped in his hands. No, it was probably a giant fish. I mean, they saw him walking with the fish. You can't... It's probably a big old fish. But the thing that's interesting is he wants to make ninja sushi, and he wants to cook it with a lighter? Boy? Well, we all know ninja sushi. seared salmon? It's, yeah, it's seared. It's not cooked thoroughly, but it's seared. Because <laughs> so ninjas like the crunch. <laughs> no, ninjas don't like the crunch. That's no. why they walk so light. They don't crunch. That, exactly. That's why they love it, because they don't get to experience the crunch. <laughs> Ninjas live for the crunch. I need crunch. I crunch necks and I crunch sushi. Captain Crunch. (laughs) Those crunch berries. I crunch with mouth, not foot. (laughs) Anyway. uh, So they they were like, they probably took his fish away and then we'll we'll get you some California rolls. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I would just let him have the fish. It's making him happy. True. Uh, Yeah, but you take that away and who knows what he's going to do. He get sick. So um, in 1997, after the fish incident, as we like to call it in the... In the big house. <laughs> in the insane asylum. Uh, in 1997, when he was 21, he was arrested for a knife attack on a homeless man. But when the court, Kate, when the court date came around uh, to prosecute Joshua, the homeless man he had stabbed had already passed away from a drug overdose. So there was no... Uh, so he stabbed a dead guy. No, 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 no. Because you know, like court dates don't happen before the murder. Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> that like he found someone who was no. OD on the ground. He just stabbed him. No, 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 no. So he stabbed this guy. Police came and arrested. Okay. Him, and then, like probably weeks later, they went. They went to go uh, to court to prosecute. Oh, okay. Um, he and had then died. he OD'd. Yeah, he had, he had uh, died of a drug overdose. Okay, okay. So no one was there to testify uh for what what actually happened that night so they had no other choice but to release him yeah which is like a crazy thing this is just keeps happening over and over again there's like uh release him like either we don't care we don't have enough evidence and no, no one really cared about like that's the system the mental i mean people still don't really care there's like no. as long as you don't bother anybody you could go walk around with your fish actually they don't yeah. even let you do that back then maybe now you get away with a fish a fish walk fish walk you don't think you can walk your fish around town don't talk what? I challenge you to go buy a betta fish and walk around Hollywood with it and see someone arrest you for it. Is that like dog fighting? I'm just like fighting people with my betta what? fish. Huh. No one brought their fish? Okay. <laughs> I guess we got a champion here, huh? Undefeated. So the very same year. Uh... It feels good to be king. <laughs> so the very same year in 1997, in August, Rudiger spent six months at Atascandero State Hospital mm-hmm. after – you're going to love this, David – which is kind of weird because I mentioned he's a ninja warrior, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've mentioned that. So he spent six months at the state hospital uh, after a bow and arrow attack on a former friend. Which is, is that 
in the Ninja Warrior. Yes. Okay, bow and arrows. You think? Oh are. yeah. I thought Shuriken for sure. Well, that's close range. That's a ninja star. If for those yes. who don't who don't know the proper no, th- lingo and, and like soft fish, I am pretty sure it is very common for the. Okay, first of all, didn't ninjas never actually exist? Wasn't that just like a fake okay. thing? You want you want to fight me right now? I'm just saying ninjas existed. No, they I, had to have. I thought I read somewhere that like that was like a whole hoax thing and it never actually existed. There had to be at least one ninja, right? I don't know, man. Those those costumes are too good. They really are. I mean, samurai could transition to. He thought he was a ninja samurai. So I don't know. Like okay, so the ninja emerged as a mercenary in the 15th century. Okay. Um, but the, I think they might have been drastically different than how we uh, perceive them. I as. bet they are. I bet they are. Yeah. Um, but like I said, bow and arrow attack on a former friend, which is a very ballsy move, I have to say. Because hold on, what? I'm, I'm sorry. What? I when I was googling if ninjas were real, um, then I saw did I saw things that said did ninjas really use throwing stars. And I just clicked on it, and then it led to a headline that said, Steve Jobs tried to carry a ninja star on a plane. Do ninjas really use them? <laughs> um, Steve Jobs did. Steve Nin- Jobs did. He's the ninja of American marketing. So, the, 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 hell. The biggest surprise is that... Hear, hear that, people? That could have Steve- been your new iPhone shape. The biggest surprise is that... Uh, so people could be throwing... Um, the, the, no, to me, the biggest surprise is that Steve Jobs had to go through TSA and someone was like, hey, you can't bring this Ninja Star on because I, you would think you'd be a private jet and they don't search your shit if you're on a private jet. Oh, maybe he was flying coach just for the hell of it. He liked it. Just to li- grubble among the, the common folk. Maybe, maybe he liked to get caught with Ninja Stars. So, like, it's good press. Everyone was like, Steve, jo- like, we're not going to fuck with Steve anymore. Like, Steve carries Ninja Stars. Oh, shit. It's like jumping the biggest guy in prison, you know? Yeah. Except he just goes to airports and he's like, oh, you're going to yeah. take my samurai sword away? There's definitely a big equal when it comes to fighting the biggest guy in prison and trying to sneak a throwing star onto an airplane. Hey, you know, yeah, you got to prove your toughness somehow. Yeah. So doctors said then after he shot his friend with a bow and arrow, doctors said that he was schizophrenic and had bipolar disorder. But in May of 1998, they found Rudiger fit for trial and once again, Rudiger got lucky, and the victim who got shot with the bow and arrow refused to testify. So Rudiger was placed on probation and ordered uh, to a live-in treatment center. So he's going back to the hospitals. He's going back to these monet- uh, places. Monasteries? No, no, places that monitor you. Oh, okay. I'm going to say monetary places, but that's I money. I can see him so. going to a monastery. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't trust him with... Uh, with a one of those things that you swing around that smoke comes out of in a monastery, you know, like those the, things the are pre- fucking awesome. I don't know what they're called. They're scary. Yeah. So quickly after Joshua disappeared from the treatment center, <laughs> bad security. He's sleeping out in front of the door again. Yeah. Um. So he disappeared from the treatment center and moved to a residential hotel in Oakland. And this was, you know, against the orders of the hospital. He was supposed to stay there. But they didn't know where he went because, you know, he was just kind of homeless. So he's not, yeah. like, registering a house. So he was at this hotel, and this is where he would plan and finally fulfill his fantasies of being a vampire ninja that he's always thought about. I mean, I can't think of a more lethal combination. So, but do you want to know his ninja backstory? It, I mean, it, 
Is it what's next? It's what's next. Then yeah. Okay. Well, you see, Joshua believed that he had been a samurai in another life who burned down the holiest temple in Japan, killing worshippers, and was punished by God in his life by being forced to drink human blood to maintain his vitality. This meant that Joshua also believed that he was 2,000 years old. Okay. So he's, I mean, that's a pretty cool backstory, I guess. That would be. Yeah, like, it kind of makes sense in a little, like, his IQ is not very high, but, like, that's not bad unless you just, like, copied somebody else's backstory with all of his other ninja friends. Yeah. You know, probably bow and arrow guy, that was his backstory. Yeah. That's mine. No, it's mine. He's an arrow. He's like, I'm 2001 years old. Fuck. This guy is ruining it for me. I need to get rid of him. (laughs) I need to to show him that he has no vitality when I shoot him with an arrow. So, old man, my time has come. (laughs) Senpai. (laughs) So, on October 16th, this is when, um, this is when he, you know, full-fledged ninja vampire. Here we go. So, on October 16th, two separate homeless men in Chinatown, uh, in a Chinatown alley in San Francisco reported that their throats had been slashed by someone. And like I said, they reported it because they were still alive after it was slashed. And when the police arrived, they found a symbol by each of the victims written in blood. The symbol was the Japanese character for death. Unfortunately, no one saw the perpetrator, so the police had nothing to go off of until a couple weeks later. So now he he can he can write in Japanese, so he's not as dumb as you think he is. No, but he might have just got a library book from you know library uh, Japanese characters, and then just looked up death, and he's like, "That's it, that's the one." He was on the train and saw someone with a tattoo of a Japanese he, figure, and he said, "What does that mean?" And they said, "Death." <laughs> Oh, he okay. had a uh, Japanese tattoo on his chest, and I think it meant like suck here, youth, <laughs> lick here. No, not lick here, not lick here. But it said like youth or something like that. It was something kind of weird, but it wasn't death. So I feel like that would be too much of a calling card to tattoo it on your chest. Like cops catch you easy. Yeah. So two days, uh, like, but like I said, they these guys survived. Like they got their throats cut, but like yeah. they didn't die. So um, two days before Halloween. On October 29th, which is today, David, um, 1998, Rudiger found. Oh. Yeah, 19, <laughs> <Rudiger> found. <laughs> no, it's happening now. Um, he found 48 year old Shirley Dillahunty sleeping in a doorway in the Mission District of San Francisco. Um, he pulled out his knife and slashed her throat, just like his other two victims. He then proceeded to drink her blood, but unfortunately, Unlike his prior two victims, Shirley Dillahunty was found dead the next morning, a symbol written in blood right next to her. With the symbol popping up in both attacks, the police knew that the killer would strike again. And with Halloween being only two days away at that point, they knew that they that they had to be ready for another attack. So like I said, we'll find out later that his main goal isn't to kill. Okay. It's to suck blood. It's to drink the blood. Yeah. So uh, he wa- he eventually claimed that he did not m- mean to kill this woman, mm-hmm. but he probably cut the wrong, you know, he cut too he's deep. He's not or, a surgeon. He's not a surgeon. He's a blood no. drinker. Yeah. There's a, a lot of people get him mixed up. Yeah. I get it. I get the confusion. Yeah. But he, yeah, he, he fucked up and he, he 
killed her. She might have been uh, iron deficient, something like that. Yeah. So hemophiliac. So um, he's also cutting her throat, so probably not. So Joshua, of course, couldn't resist drinking from a victim on the creepiest night of the year, which for you guys is tonight, as he found himself back in San Francisco's Chinatown district looking for his prey, which he found in another alley. So like I said, um, my friend's dad was the one who was like um, organizing this and he was just like, where where would where should we go? Mm-hmm. Oh, like he already struck here. He this woman's dead. Like maybe he'll go back. It's familiar hunting ground. Like if you've seen like Mine Hunter, mm-hmm. you know you know that like some of these killers or serial offenders they'll go back to a place they oh, feel yeah. comfortable. You know, and he went after the homeless because they were easy targets. Exactly. Yeah. He said that, he said that there was no uh, not a lot of people around. Uh, no one really cared. They just thought they were sleeping, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, like I said, he's back in Chinatown looking for his prey, and he found it down another alley. A homeless man named Willie Jackson testified later, saying that at around midnight on Halloween, he was attacked by a man and became unconscious. When he awoke, he found the man crouched over him, drinking his blood from his slashed throat. Mm. All you, mm. uh, I mean, Joshua. we live in LA. I see it all the time. <laughs> so, imagine being knocked out and then waking up. Some guys just like sucking on your th- fucking throat. Yeah, that shit would be wild. Oh my god! So when Willie woke up, Joshua. When Willie woke up, <laughs> Joshua quickly ran away after Willie woke up. But this time, Willie got a good look at him, and the cops were actually stuck in the area because they thought he would strike again in that area. So they were like really close. They were close enough to catch Joshua with when they caught him, they found a bloody knife in his belt. He didn't even ditch the knife. He kept the knife. Dicks. You know, I mean, it was probably good, good knife, good Japanese metal, right? good knife. You know, everything he owned was Japanese forged in fire. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they caught him literally red belted. So Joshua Rudiger, he had his red belt. Yeah, he wasn't quite <laughs> my to the red black belt. belt. So Joshua Rudiger was charged with assaulting the three men who survived and with second-degree murder for the death of Shirley Dillahunty. Joshua also confessed that he did not want to kill anyone but needed the blood for his vitality, like I said earlier. He was just like, I don't want to kill, but I thought I was just drinking blood, which is crazy because now you go on Craigslist and just type in, like, mm-hmm. I'm a vampire. I want to drink someone's blood, and they yeah. can drink some of my blood. And legal. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, Sign off on it. Well, I don't know if it's legal, but you could do it. Well, I don't think it could be illegal if the other person's like, here, take it. Yeah, but like you can't just be like, oh, here's my blood. Like, There's some like health codes involved in that, right? Like, you can't it's just be like— It's not a business. There's no health codes. It's just normal people. Yes. Man, you find a way around everything, David. Look at you. Johnny Law can't catch me. <laughs> so, I did air guns when he, I did he that. He did do air guns. He did, he did a air slash suck. Um, a what? It's a slash and a suck. Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> so, although his attorney, uh, Joshua's attorney, entered a plea for not guilty and by reason of insanity for uh, Shirley Dillahunty's death, Rudiger was found guilty of second-degree murder, and instead of being sent to a psychiatric hospital for treatment, he got 23 years to life in prison. The jury believed that he was fabricating the vampire story to get out of his crimes. Plus, he kind of had, I don't know if it's like he was unfixable, 
or they did not do enough work at these other psychiatric places he was at. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the, but like, I think they're like, we need to do something. And also like, if you're slashing people's throats, like people have, if it was like a one-time thing, people have a little bit more sympathy. They can, yeah, they, can, they can forgive you all if you just did crazy. one old throat slash. It's yeah, fine. But like, he might have just been like trying to kill people's bad and it was like, oh, I just, uh, I'm crazy vampire. Like, it's kind of like what Son of Sam did, where he was just yeah. like, um, dogs are talking to me, telling me to kill my neighbors, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I'll wrap this up by saying, so just remember everyone that Halloween is supposed to be a fun holiday full of fake scares fake monsters, and of course, fake blood. And the next time you decide to cut through an alleyway as a little shortcut, make sure there isn't a vampire samurai ninja waiting for you in the shadows. Very good. Very, very good. Very Japanese. Yeah. This guy's very well, Japanese. I bet he l- would have loved all, anime? The, all the anime stuff yeah. they got you know, going on. I don't think in the 80s it was as popular. Maybe uh, nope. Akira. I don't know when that came out, but that's a big one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, 23 years ago, though, too. What, 1993? We got to life, too, but. Well, I think there was anime back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dragon Ball Z is that old. Oh yeah, you're probably right, but yeah. um, but yeah, he might be getting out soon. But I mean, it is to life, so let's see what his parole is looking like. Well, I mean, he's already lived two thousand years, so. Hey, I'm in LA now. He loves San Francisco, so hey, uh, all you San Francisco he nights. Fl- he could turn into a bat and fly on over here on a on a <laughs> Sam- on a fucking throne star. Bats have wings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just having a real good imagination of him throwing a throwing star with his 2,000-year-old power and then mm. turning into a bat and then jumping on it. You're an idiot. Steve Jobs throws the star. He sits oh, on the star. Right. I forgot. Fucking idiot. Anyway, my bad. that's my story of the Halloween vampire slasher. All right. Well, you know, with it being Halloween and all, I wanted to dive into a story that has turned into multiple movies over the decades. Oh, um, Jurassic Park? Yes. Cool. So uh, now we're going to talk about dino DNA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it can change its sex. It can change it. We use frog DNA. So, uh, <laughs> so um, I want to talk about the true story behind the Amityville horror. Mm. Mm-hmm. So let's jump straight into it. That's one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. It scared the fuck out of me the one with uh ryan reynolds oh he's so hot <laughs> uh, well the one before that too was really scary the one like in the 80s or something it was 79 was it yeah yeah i don't know if i ever saw the original one it's 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 good i think it's, it's not actually, as sexy i think it's creepy exactly less abs yes less more abs. shotguns okay so uh same amount of shotguns <laughs> yeah probably the same amount so on the east coast there's a town named amityville that is in long island new york I didn't know it was in Long Island. Well, see, that's where I'm confused here because it says Long Island, New York. So is it in Long Island or New York, or is there a Long Island part of New York? I don't get it. I haven't spent much time on the East Coast. It confuses me, and it makes me angry. <laughs> when I think of lengths of islands, I fucking punch holes in my wall. <sighs> Just make them short. <laughs> um, Normal size <laughs> island. So, uh, the Am- so in Amityville, uh, there was a family... And uh, so there was Big Papa Ronald DeFeo Sr., Mama Louise, Ronald Jr., who went by the name of Butch, <laughs> and his four siblings, Don, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. Dong? Don. Dong? Dong. 
Dong. Also, also, can we just say, since you're talking about names right now, can mm-hmm. we talk about how, like, creepy the the name Amityville is? I don't know yeah. why. It's a it's perfect. Creepy. It's creepier than most yeah. town names. I don't know why it is. And I don't know if that's because it's like we were born knowing that Tr- it's creepy. It, it definitely is. Kind of like Salem. Yeah. Or like uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Terrif- I met him once. He was terrifying. Well, I was talking about the town in Montana called Joe. Is there a town in Montana named Joe? They named it Joe. So it, that movie would be called The Joe Horror, which is... <laughs> he had plenty of them. Equally <laughs> terrifying. Um, so, yeah. And they all lived on uh, in a house that was located at 112 Ocean Avenue. There's a place on Ocean Avenue where you could kill your family and eat their skulls. Does he eat their skulls? He doesn't. (laughs) Now, the parents of the children worked very hard uh, to make a comfortable living for their kids. Uh, That didn't stop our key figure, Butch, who would have guessed Butch was the bad one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What do you want to be when you grow up, Butcher? (laughs) So, yeah. Even though they had a very comfortable, like, they were, like, uh, high middle class. um, Even though they had a very comfortable lifestyle, uh, Butch still found ways to become a troubled kid uh many believe this was because ronald senior uh, although a very successful car salesman um who provided entirely for his family i don't believe the wife worked at all um he also had a short temper and would physically abuse that like the family and it was typically aimed at the oldest child butch uh he yeah because you can't really like he's probably like old school or can't hit a woman but i can hit my oldest son exactly you know and if i have to say if things don't work out in california i'm going to become a car salesman in long island okay it's it's my plan B. i wouldn't buy a car from you why i don't know what i don't this, trust you what this pontiac what is this pontiac that's the only car I know. It's a Pontiac. So uh, you don't even know what type of car you drive. <laughs> I don't know what a Pontiac is. So as Butch got older, he would uh, he would tend to actually fight back and take his anger out on his father and friends. Uh, he quickly started seeing a psych- psychiatrist, uh, but that only infuriated him more because he didn't believe he needed to see anybody. Mm. So it kind of made things worse. By the age of 17, Butch had started using LSD and heroin alongside getting kicked out of school due to his violent outbursts. That seems like a weird combination of drugs. I thought it was going to yeah. be like weed and LSD or like heroin and cocaine. Like, yeah, those seems like a little bit more crazier. And then one's like a psychedelic and one's like a fucking, I'm going to stay up all night and, you know, paint. punch holes in the ceiling. I'm going <laughs> to buy a trampoline and punch holes in the ceiling. So, you punch holes in the ceiling. Flatter. Uppercuts, baby. <laughs> you want to see me do it? Where do you live? <laughs> How short is your ceiling? I could uppercut this ceiling. Don't stand on my tables. I won't. I don't need that. <laughs> so instead of punishing their child, they decided to reward him in hopes of it helping with his anger. So instead of going back to school... We bought you a new ceiling. Yeah, basically. This one's extra thick, so... <laughs> um, so instead of going back to school... He likes the crunch. I'm instead sorry. Instead of going back to school... His grandfather, who employed his father, it was um, so it was, it was his mother's father, mm-hmm. um, got him a job at the car dealership. And even if he didn't show up to work, the checks would still come in. Uh, <laughs> this money would be. That's the be, kind of job I love. That's the type of job I want. <laughs> um, so uh, this money would be put towards his hobbies, which include his car, guns, alcohol, and drugs. Uh, those are the four. Those are the four big ones for all teenage boys. 
fifth is Beyblades. Beyblades. If I mean, if you've got the edge, <laughs> if you if you've got the mustard to cut it. <laughs> um. So now you're probably thinking, hey, there's some serious red flags here, but it gets worse. Uh, at one point, Butch and his father got into a heated argument, and Butch went and got his 12-gauge shotgun, aimed it at his father point-blank, and pulled the trigger. Whoa! Luckily for his father, the gun had malfunctioned, stunning <gasps> his father to silence and just walking away. What a awkward dinner after that. Yeah. Whoa! Mom, I'm gonna go get KFC. That's so crazy. I'm not coming to dinner. Like, like... Yeah. There's a part of me that like almost thinks the dad's like to blame impressed. Oh, <laughs> no! Like yeah. the dad wasn't even like if that was me and someone pulls shotgun on me, I'd like I grab the gun and then like try to beat the fuck out of him. But exactly. like the dad was like, "Wow, yeah, this look at this kid. He's got some balls on him." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Jesus Christ. He's like walks away. Like God yeah, damn. So in 1974, Butch didn't like uh, he didn't like how much money he was making. Thought he deserved more money for the job he rarely went to. <laughs> Uh, so he came up with an idea to steal money from the company. Ooh. And uh, also... It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. But it's also his family company. Um, yeah. So in late October, he was trusted with the responsibility of depositing $20,000 um, to the bank. But he planned to uh, do a fake robbery with a friend who he planned to split the money with 50-50. Ooh, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. So the plan worked, and they got away with it. Until police showed up to the car dealership asking questions. Um, and like an idiot, instead of playing it cool, he freaked out and exploded in rage. Uh, Butch looked pretty damn guilty, and his father was starting to suspect that his son was indeed behind it. So when uh, Ronald Sr. asked Butch about it, Butch threatened to kill his father to his face. Well, that's what innocent people do. Yeah. Hey, have you seen my, uh, have you seen my shoes? I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> Don't ask about your shoes! Exactly. So not much longer, um, on November 13th, Butch acted on his earlier threat. Uh, uh, Early- I didn't know there was money involved like this. Mm-hmm. That, that, that definitely applies the pressure a little bit more. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So uh, early in the morning, Butch grabbed his thirty five caliber Marlin rifle from his secret gun stash walked down the hall into his parents' bedroom, and shot them both dead while they were asleep in bed. Why did he get mom? No witnesses? I don't know. I guess, yeah. Yeah, because he could try to be like somebody came in and, yeah. wow, that doesn't look guilty. Killed everyone but me. Yeah. But, unfortunately, Butch did not stop there. Butch walked door to door, entering his brother's bedroom, shooting them in their beds, then walking to his sister's rooms, walking up to their beds, and shooting them point blank. All six murders took place within a 15-minute window. Jeez. Yeah. No no laughs there. No. Hard to make a joke about that one. No. So uh, then Butch uh, hopped in the shower, got dressed for work, collected his bloody clothes and the Marlin rifle, placed them in a pillowcase, and then he dumped the evidence in a storm drain on the way to work around 6 a.m. Okay, storm drain is not the best. Well, okay. But there's also, if you burn something, people go, oh, I saw some smoke in the backyard, you know? Yeah, but hear me out on this one. Uh, walking into work should have first been the red flag because this little asshole would rarely show up to work, and you know there's something wrong if he shows up at 6 a.m. Oh, see that, people? Sometimes it pays to be lazy. Yeah. 
So uh, Butch, while at work, had even called his home in confusion of why his father wasn't at work. Uh, oh, that's a weird phone call. Yeah. Like him sitting there with like ringing and being like, huh, oh, still this ringing. Is, this is weird. Still ringing. I don't know. Uh, so Butch would stay at work until noon or until he got bored sitting around, decided he would reward himself with a half day and go home. Before he went home, he made sure to uh, make these strange and unnecessary comments to his co-workers saying things like, I haven't yeah. been home all day. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't reach anybody at home. I don't know. But uh, like, what, what are you talking about? Uh, I just couldn't reach anybody at home. Uh, okay. Like, they're probably, I don't know, at school. He's like, yeah, it's really weird. Like, I haven't been home and I can't reach anybody. And yeah. I, I, I don't even know where I live. Sold my shotgun last month. <laughs> I don't have any guns. Sold, sold them all. I sold to a guy who seemed like he killed my family. Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened to it, though. If you trace it. If you, what's if it comes back, my prints are still on it. Like, yeah, I owned it, but I haven't seen it. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Butch? No, where the fuck are my shoes? <laughs> so uh, after leaving work at noon, um, it wasn't until 6 p.m. that he called his friend, surprised, telling him someone had broken into his house and shot his family. Someone broke in and, and shot them all. The weirdest thing just happened, man. Someone broke in and killed my entire family. It wasn't me. You know what's even weirder? You I know me. I don't have guns. I didn't sell any cars from 6 to 12. <laughs> Can you believe that? People weren't there right and early. And I definitely didn't sell any cars from 12 to 6 because I left. <laughs> So, uh, his, Pontiac, Pontiac. I'm assuming that one of his friends called another friend because it said he only called one friend, but multiple friends showed up to the house. Um, probably expecting it to be like a joke and just like go to hang out with them. And then they, re- they, uh, quickly realized it was not a joke. And then they called the authorities. So he never even called the authorities about his dead family. His mm. friends did, which I feel like is a pretty big red flag. Well, then, then they got you on like tape, like, and then they can analyze the tape. I don't know if he was that like keen on it because like a lot of times they go the tape, like they record police phone calls. So if oh, you call yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like, Hey, my family's dead. They're like, listen to how calm he sounded. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. might've been like, well, I called my friend and I was crying, but you didn't yeah. hear that. And then he called and I didn't know who to call, you know? Yeah. So Butch wasn't very good at the whole hiding the killing of his entire family. <laughs> He's fucked regardless of the phone call. Yeah. And uh, he told the Suffolk County detectives that he believed a mafia hitman named Louis Fellini may have been responsible. Butch claimed the hitman had a grudge against the family due to some car dealership business that oh. went wrong. Fellini's a filmmaker. Is he? <laughs> Not Louis Fellini, Federico, but... Yeah. So, uh, talking to the police, Butch's uh, main alibi was that he could not sleep that night and stayed up watching TV before he decided to head into work early. The police bought this story and placed him in protective custody while they searched for a suspect. Unfortunately, um, or fortunately, for Butch's dumbass, he... uh, you know, he, he, he got the right idea of hiding the murder weapon, but he also forgot to throw out the fucking box of the gun that he left in his bedroom that the police found. Oh, so he he ditched the shotgun. It was a rifle. I don't know oh, if it was rifle. a shotgun, but it was, it was a rifle. Oh, okay. So he shot the family, and then he got rid of the gun. He threw that down the storm drain as well? Yeah, it was, it was on the pillowcase with his bloody clothes. I would have literally put the pillowcase... I would have put the clothes I not have re- in... I would have returned the gun. It doesn't work. 
hey, you said this would shoot a family. This didn't work. Um, no, I just meant like I would hide the gun somewhere than the bloody clothes. Like make them work for it at least, right? He he's put it not... all in the same pillowcase, and he probably like he's like I'm gonna put it in a big Ziploc too. Yeah, with like... my name, with Butch's <laughs> lunch on it. Yeah. <laughs> I usually eat a big ham hock. Um, but it's so weird too because, um. Yeah, he fucking left the box up there, but like yeah. they knew what caliber rounds and what kind of gun yeah. it probably came from. They're like, oh yeah, this box is here. There's no gun. Like, yeah. God, is there anything more incriminating? Yeah. So once they found the box, um, the entire case came crashing down on Butch. Uh, with the new evidence, Butch's story changed, and he claimed that this mafia hitman had shown up to the house earlier that morning, put a revolver to his head. And the hitman and an accomplice forced him from room to room, making him watch the family get murdered. Oh, okay. It was a good last-minute pivot, I have yeah. to say. It's not the best. I don't know why you wouldn't lead with that. Yeah, because people are like, oh, well, because like it, it kind of covers up his lie, too. Like, why yeah. do you lie? And be like, because they said they would come back and kill me if I told yeah. you, but you guys found out. So Yeah. Okay. So this time the police didn't buy it, and uh, they kept questioning him until Butch finally broke down, saying, "Once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast." Uh, oh wow! So Butch would be found guilty of six counts of second-degree murder and was given six consecutive life sentences. Let's see how live that one, you bitch. Um, <laughs> so I also read um, a little side article that was like some of like the more surprising facts about this case and two of them stood out which one of them was that all of the six bodies were like positioned the same way after they were killed i heard about that something like that and then That's there's weird. also a theory that he didn't do it alone that there was he had an accomplice that really? was never found or anything really see yeah. but that's the thing the the position of the bodies is weird yeah i don't know what that is mm-hmm. if he did that in a blind do, do we know how they were positioned i believe they were all face down so they, turning them away he, so he didn't have to see what he did yeah he might yeah. have done that in like a in a manic state yeah. and didn't remember it and then also the only reason i don't believe he did it uh with another person is because he's such a dumbass yeah that i feel like he would have broke because he even asked for a lawyer you always ask for a lawyer first yeah Get a lawyer. Even yeah. if you're innocent, you always get a lawyer. And and then the cops go, "Oh, you want a lawyer? Oh, well, 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 you guilty? Innocent people don't get lawyers." And I'm like, yeah, "Fucking idiot! Everybody gets lawyers. Yeah, like that's how you do it. Yeah, you know." But um, damn, that's crazy. I didn't even like. I didn't know. I was honestly expecting you to be like, "Oh, spooky ghost came well, in." Oh, we don't. We're not done. Okay, because like I know the movie, and I know well, the, the movie is based on the on those murders. Yeah. And they dramatize them a little bit, so I yeah. wasn't really sure about like the actual murders. But it's yeah. not, it's cool to hear about like how it actually went down. I didn't know any of that with like the money and stuff. So you might be thinking, okay, this is a Halloween episode. We want more. Uh, we want more than just a kid who murdered his family. More poopy, scoopy, poopy, stinky. And so we don't end the story here. In December of 1975, George and Kathleen, or Kathy, Lutz. Lutz, 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 with their three children, bought the family's home for $80,000, which was a total steal for the size and location of this house. That's a total steal for anything. Yes. And, uh, but that is, of course, the discount of death. 
I'm no realtor, but I think it would be pretty fucking hard to sell a house where a kid murdered six of his family members. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much time goes by. That's still kind of a fucked up thing to, you know, live within. It's hard. So uh, (laughs) the Lutz were made aware of the home's history, but went through with the purchase anyways. Uh, Honestly, I would. I think I'd like, if if a nice house, I'd be like, come on. The only reason people don't want this is because they're scared of something else, but like, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it had like, five, it was a big ass house too. Like yeah, nice I've house. seen the house. It looks nice. Yeah. So uh, the Lutz weren't exactly at ease about the whole situation. So they had uh, the house blessed by a priest immediately upon moving in. That's fair. That's a good move. Yeah. Why not? I, probably I mean, do the same just go thing. the extra measure. Sage it out. But so you know how they got this house on a big discount? Um, you know, they and, sold the guy a car. Oh wait, those are a different family. Yeah, I'm just saying um, they they got a good discount on the house because the whole murder thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they must have gotten a pretty good discount on this phony priest because, as the Lutz were quick to find out, this house was still all fucked up. Oh no, you got a bad priest. Yeah, once you got a bad priest, everything goes sour. <laughs> the house is sour. <laughs> pill back, pill back the board. You're gonna find some old milk in there. It's real sour. It's cheese now. So uh, George uh, claimed to wake up at 3.15 a.m. every single day. That's the number. That's what I remember. Which was the estimated exact time of the murders. I thought it was 3.33, but you're right. I think it's 3.15. Obviously, you did your research. Yeah, I read a thing. (laughs) Um, So Missy, their daughter, started speaking and whispering to an imaginary entity that she named Jody. No. Isn't that the creepiest when kids are like talking and then they get caught and they're like... And they pretend like they're not talking to anybody. And the parents are like, who are you talking to? My kid does that. I'm just going to be like. Dropkick him. Keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna walk around with I'm a bell like, like a cat so you know when I'm coming. And when you hear me coming, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to be like, where are my shoes? <laughs> Still going with the shoes, okay? <laughs> Go inside my shoes. And uh, so then Kathy said, the, the, the mom said uh, she would levitate above her bed on multiple occasions in her sleep. And as soon as she woke up, she would be falling a few feet back into her bed with large welts on her chest. What if, like, what, what was the husband's name? Um, the husband's name is George. What if George was just, like, lifting her up and just, like... He's working on his magic. He's like, fuck, she's awake. <laughs> Quick, she's like, punch her in the chest, make her go back to sleep. <laughs> There's these big welts on my chest, George. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah. You must be a bad assistant. <laughs> what do you mean? For my magic act. Yeah. So, on January 14th of 1976, the Lutz had uh, reached their breaking point, leaving the home and all of their possessions behind, and uh, they refused to ever, ever talk about what happened the night, that night in the house. What the fuck? And, they, they, and they, they're dead now. They got a divorce uh, three years after this, and they both died separate ways, but... What about they, the daughter? Yeah, I don't know about the daughters. There are three daughters, I think. Oh, shit. There are three, they said there are three children. They only talked about one daughter. So this is in the 70s when they bought this house, right? Or, yeah. Uh, how many years, I don't know if you said it, but how many years after the murders did they buy the house? Was it immediately or was it a... I think it was a few years later. I don't think the house could sell for like a couple of years. And makes then they sense. finally bought it. Yeah, okay. So technically, they... I don't want to say should or could still be alive, but uh, I I wouldn't know how I wouldn't expect you to know. Oh, how they should be. They should still be alive. Yeah, but. they would be like in their seventies now or something like that, right? I don't know how old they were when they got the house. I think they were 30s? pretty. Young. I think they were pretty. 
the kids were pretty young and that was in the oh, 70s no i meant i meant the parents like they, oh i meant the parents should still be alive too i mean not technically but they could be but no they they died um i forget she died from some I weird illness chopped her head off <laughs> she died from a weird illness and then i believe um george died from a heart attack oh okay um but yeah so Fuck, too bad they didn't write anything down yeah and uh, today the house is for sale for um eight hundred fifty thousand dollars wait oh but nobody lives in it no it's for sale it's on the market right now really yeah see that changed its address i forget what the new address is but it did change its address it's kind of dumb that nobody has bought it and then tried to make like not a museum but like a walkthrough yeah. type experience like make you can make profit. your money back on that yeah probably People are sick, like us. I was about to say, what do you mean, people? Yeah, we're sick. What do you mean, you people? We're two I am dark, the sick. dark boys. I am the sick. But yeah, that's my story. Whoa, that's cool. I didn't. I really did not know the background to. Yeah, I didn't it's, either. It's crazy that the mafia did it all and they blamed on this know. kid. That's so fucked. He's up. still alive. I'm pretty sure. Uh oh, is he? Yeah. Wow. Damn. Fellini, you did him dirty. I believe he was born <laughs> in uh, 51. Nah, he'd be old now, though. He'd be like... He's only a year older than my dad. Oh, I guess you're right, yeah. huh? Mm. Well, prison, you know prison food. <laughs> you know they say about prison food? It takes 10, 20 years. Right off ya. Off, off ya. And puts it on your waist. Anyway, wow. Okay, well, now you guys know the history of the Amityville Horror, or just... The Amityville murders, I guess you could call them, not the horror like the movie, but that's so creepy that the fucking ghosts and uh, the actual murders are terrifying as well. Yeah. So thank you for covering that, David. That's actually a really good one. That's so yeah, he's he's still alive. He's he's sixty eight and he is in uh he's in Brooklyn. Prison in Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that like he hasn't experienced anything outside of like the seventies. Like, I mean, he has, but like, he doesn't even know about iPhones. He hasn't even driven in a Tesla. <sighs> he never had a nerd's rope. <laughs> Holy shit! Are you even living? Nah, if you've ever, if you've never had a nerd's rope, they're like, give, give Butch a nerd's rope. Oh, he strangled the guy. <laughs> okay, we Don't. can mail it to him. Oh God, he's. <laughs> Don't give him any more nerd's ropes. Anyway, he's whipping the guards. Oh, he strangled the nerd. Um, anyway, so thank you guys for tuning in. We love when you do. We love telling you these stories. Um, if you guys want more information, go to camstrange.com. Click the contact tab. You can send us your scary stories. If you guys want any social media, also go to camstrange.com and click the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter icons, or just follow us on Camp Strange or Camp Strange Podcast. It's one or the other for most of our social media so do that um we have merch if you guys want some um mugs or some shirts do that too um also you guys it's halloween go be some spooky people out there you know maybe walk through the neighborhood go watch some you know decorations and some kids trick-or-treating live live give, back in the good old days give me give me three of your favorite halloween movies yeah get, yeah i'm a, telling you right now oh three of my favorite halloween movies yeah exorcist mm -hmm. um i really liked hereditary yeah i really liked hereditary and then honestly child's play i really okay. like child's play too yeah those are like 
uh, Exorcist and Child's Play were like two of the first scary movies that like I vividly remember and like scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. And then Hereditary is like a new one that I thought was like a masterpiece and like almost not a horror movie, but a I wasn't movie. big on the ending of it. But I would say the movie, as in a general, like completely caught me off guard. It was not anything close to being about what I thought it was going to be about. Yeah, I, I I thought the ending scared the shit out of me like a good amount. I yeah. just like I don't know. It's so good. Yeah. But I also haven't seen like Midsummer. Oh, like, you haven't? No, I want to. But... I really, I like Midsummer more personally. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I, I like. It's not scary. It's just very like unsettling and like gives you anxiety. Well, what are your three real quick? Uh, the other night I watched uh, Army of Darkness, one of my all-time oh, favorite movies. Oh, fuck. Fucking love that. Is that uh, two or three? That's three. Okay. So it goes Evil, Evil Dead. Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, then Army of Darkness, which just takes such it's, a U-turn. It's it's a funny movie. It's like <laughs> yeah, crazy. It's like uh, it's a comedy. Boomstick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cabin in the Woods, the, the, the newer one. Oh, with Chris, old one. with Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, I yeah, love that movie. That's a really good one. And uh, The Shining. Shining is really good too. Or Shaun of the Dead. I was just saying that I have to rewatch The Shining. I haven't seen it in so long. And yeah, it's really good. so good. I remember it being very good. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's our that's our Halloween episode for you guys. Um, Spoopy. Before we leave, David, what what else? What what else? What other spooky things do we got? We got spooky, scary skeletons. We have a jack o' lantern full of oats. We got your grandma's teeth. We got your. We got your serial killer's vampire teeth. You know the plastic one mm-hmm. that cuts your gums up? Yeah, that's oh, the worst. Oh, those are so fun. Who do they make those for? Who's Pe- that made for? People who like cut gums. We've got the pumpkin candy corns that taste like ass. <laughs> candy corn. Why are you specifying what candy corn says? Because like those ass. ones are they worse. They taste like ass. No, the pumpkin ones are 10 times worse. I can't, like, Candy corns are okay because they're like smaller and it's not too like overwhelming. But the pumpkin ones are just, it's just so much It's a massive sugar. shit. It's awful. Um, we have cat ears and a little black makeup on your nose <laughs> and on your <laughs> cheeks. And look, you're a cat now. That's the easiest costume you've ever found. Mm-hmm. We got Frankenstein's bolts from his neck. We got his shoes, too, because those shoes... Them shits are like a size 40. Yo, that guy's like fucking 10 feet tall, and he's wearing platform shoes. Like, what are you doing, dude? You already got it. You win. Yeah, you don't have to prove anything to us. And you got a wife. Frankenstein's bride? Yeah, she's a looker. And she's got some cool hair. She's got some really cool hair. Some Marge Simpson hair. We've got Wolverine's Antimanium Claws. Those are that's not spooky. I guess it's a Halloween costume. Yeah. I guess you're right. No, we have the, like the full skeleton though. It weighs a ton. Okay, we have almond joys, and you could throw those straight in the fucking trash. I always flushed them. <laughs> we had almond joy fights after Halloween. I'm not even kidding. We'd all grab the almond joys and just huck them at each other. We've got the uh, little little uh, toothbrush toothpaste kit that the dentist on your street hands out every year. We got that pumpkin that when you walk by it, it goes. Happy Halloween! Ha 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 ha! I got a big mouth bass that looks like a zombie. Okay, we're done there. We came back to big mouth bass. Oh shit! If any of you guys know big mouth bass, give me that You guys are true campers. If you guys know big mouth, give me that fish. Give me that play of fish. I'll be a play of fish this Halloween. Fuck yeah! Woo. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. We love doing this for you guys. So stay tuned for more episodes. We hope you have a very spooky Halloween mm. and uh, you you have a great time out there. Um, keep up the good work. Whatever you're doing, you're doing great, guys. No, you really are. So, um, David, do you have anything else to say right before we leave? I want you all to have a happy Halloween and don't forget to stay strange.
Ha, 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 ha.